Welcome to The Hunter's Home, a Monster Hunter community podcast for hunters by hunters. Hello, Hunters, and welcome to the Hunters Hub, Episode 2. Today, it's just uh, the Wrath of Gog and myself, and we're going to be talking about character customization. So, a lot of stuff has come out with um, Monster Hunter World about just the insane in-depth character customization. Uh, You you can make, like, pretty believable people in the new one, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Um... I was looking at it a little bit more in detail not too long ago, and just the fact that there's, you know, so many, like, the fact that you can adjust the parts of the face is, a, is an advancement in Monster Hunter, because <laughs> it used to be, like, five different faces you could pick from. I think it's always been uh, 10 plus, but... Oh, well, I was exaggerating it, but... Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, from game one, you've seen a lot of the same faces. Um, I think I've picked the same face every time. I do the same thing. Which one do you pick? The smirk. Yeah, with the um, with the wheat in his mouth. No, um, there's a there's a there's one that has a goatee, and he has a slight smirk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I usually take the the one where he's smirking and he's got the wheat in his mouth, and I usually put the, a goatee on him, so I'm as close to that as possible. Then I put the pompadour on him. Every time. <laughs> Just for the record, I don't have a pompadour in real life, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> hardly anyone does. <laughs> I mean, it, they're cool, but like you get they're them stuck on like cool. yeah, you get them stuck on like doorways. <laughs> uh, I don't want to deal with that. It's like a suction cup just stuck to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's more like a bouncy ball. Oh, okay. I was just thinking because the front of it, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, um, so, it, yeah, it's just like a sly smirk, I guess. And I, I probably do have to add on the goatee because I've, I've, I've always had facial hair since like 10th grade in high hmm. school. I, I've had a goatee. Uh, and then at my point in life right now, I have a full lumberjack beard. So nice. Not as epic as Eric's, as you can see on the <laughs> videos, but um, it's pretty long. So. Yeah, I I have um not that. I don't, I I don't even think I could like unless I waited a really long time and shaved very specifically, maybe I could get a goatee going. But at this point, my facial hair just doesn't like I my sideburns, man, they they're crazy. Like I have to cut them or you know, shave them all the time. But everything else is just kind of like it's very slow. Like I could still have something full if I let it, but I don't want it. So it's just kind of like Constantly sa- shading, uh, shaving God, the sideburns, and then every once in a while I have to check up on everything else. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't shave. I don't think I've done it since it's almost a year, last October. Wow. 
Yeah, I'm just I'm a baby. I don't I don't have the uh, all the the I I don't know what word I'm trying to think of. I just kind of zoned. Man, I got into baby hair and I didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, so in talking about character customization, um, I think that there's a good point to be said. So we, in the past when we did, um, um, the R monster hunter podcast before we, one of our early questions was, you know, how, how tied are you to, to your character? And we, uh, we pretty much just said that we make it, um, we make our characters, uh, how we look in real life pretty much. Um, and I think that's, that's true to, to a degree. So like the facial hair and the smirk, cause I'm kind of a, I don't know, a sassy person at times. Um, uh, you know, it, it, that kind of fits. Obviously I'm not like superhuman fit. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like a hunter. Like, well, it's funny cause all of their physiques are always like, they're not jacked. They're more like very fit in every way. Like they're like a, they're like a, cross country um you you'd have to be i mean you're running full speed with like a a seven ton hammer and swinging it like they're obviously you know obviously unrealistic on human physique in in general but like yeah everyone everyone does look fit um even even the girls they you know when you actually look at the real in-game models they're pretty they're pretty just built um they're not like exaggerated like some of the animes of it you would make you believe. Well, I I think girls have a little bit more exaggeration on proportions of certain aspects, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm not I'm not an anatomy expert. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure that's anatomy more is like just like their pr- physical proportions, like um, you know how like models in Europe and America are more like very tall and thin and then Japan the shape that they like I guess based on this is much like smaller and more curvy and they kind of somehow have this perfect equilibrium of being curvy and also thin which is like you know perfect and they also don't seem as muscular I think do the girls have a six pack no I don't think so yeah I think they just have a smooth belly Unlike the dudes who have like the, the minimal six pack kind of like five pixel indentation on their body that's supposed to be a six pack. Mm-hmm. At least it's a different color. <laughs> they just make it slightly darker to show those abs. I think uh, character customization has always been sort of a weird thing uh, mm-hmm. in Monster Hunter because eventually it just gets covered up by armor. Yeah. Um, it's it's. And then it kind of falls into, like, well, you're kind of customized by the armor set you're wearing. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, uh, there tends to be a meta of, like, what's the best armors eventually. So even then, there isn't really... It, it doesn't feel like there's ever been a lot of customization. Um, I wonder if that's going to change. So my thought is the face is definitely going to matter a little bit more to some people because they made it possible that you can hide the helmet. Um, Mm -hmm. in the settings, which is a whole new thing because I know a lot of people like that stuff. You can also do it where it just hides in a cutscene, which is also something that people like. Yeah, I I always wear the helmet in every game. Well, I think we've had to so far 
in the Monster Hunter games. Are you talking about other games in general? Yeah, yeah. Other games that let you like have your helmet on and not show it. I will always have the helmet on. Just mm-hmm. I like that that sort of knight look, the full plate helm and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I guess I guess some people just like the uh, the idea of actually getting to show off something that they probably are going to work an hour on for no reason. <laughs> so one of my two friends that got me into the game originally, um, one of them refused to wear helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meant he not only foregoed a third or fifth of his armor rating, oh um, but also f- foregoed any sort of skills just so he didn't have to wear a helmet. Dude, that, um, that is hardcore fashion hunting. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he definitely suffered because of it. Uh, he was not good. Oh, um, no, that's not good. Uh, we were, well, I mean, we, all three of us were not good. Uh, we had a fourth that was another friend who did the same thing, and I hated hunting with him. <laughs> like, it was, it, it eventually it got, it got annoying because we'd fail, and he'd be like, oh, man, I just, yeah, I, that probably only killed me by, like, a sliver. I would have had so, you know, it was so close. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that 20 extra armor from your helmet would have helped. <laughs> oh, man, that's like, that's like when people, um... Uh, when people kind of like, they just talk down everybody else, like with excuses the whole time. Even like to the to the point because usually when you cart, oh well, you carted. Who cares? But some people have to go out of their way to explain why, and like they freak out and they like have to micromanage how people think about what they just did. And see, this is why I don't play online. <laughs> see, this is why I don't play online either. Um, <laughs> but I've I've dealt with a few people like. I've been playing a few games online a little bit more, like Rocket League. I really like doing twos. Um, that's mm-hmm. just the most, I don't know, it's just the most chill experience compared to everything else. I just really like doing it, unless the person I'm working with is just an asshole. But, uh, um, I can't remember. Was two, is it threes or fours that's a typical? Threes is considered the um, classic. But okay, that's what I used to play. I've heard twos is considered... Yeah, I think threes is like the tournaments they do that. I mean, there might be other tournament, like, I don't know exactly how that whole thing works, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, I forgot <laughs> what I was going to say now. Oh, um, dealing with people online. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was one time I was fighting a Matsu, and it was the third time I had fought it. Both times before, I had killed it solo after, like, 40-minute brawls, because I didn't have nearly enough damage output. Um, And some guy... I went and got my insect glaive, because no one could mount him, and it was getting annoying, because, like, two people kept getting uh, trashed by the whirlwind, because they were all trying to hack it down. And then me and some other guy were like, F that, we're not going to deal with that. And then we ran off. And then they didn't have enough damage output to take him down. Um, But, long story short... I went to get my insect glaive, aerial insect glaive, and the guy was like, oh no, don't use that, it'll take you too long to get mounts. And I was like, excuse me? Like, aerial insect glaive is, like, godly in, like, mounting territory. Because, right. he, like, he, he decided he needed to go get his switch axe. And I kid you not, I think this was the best insect glaive round I'd ever done. Like, I got all three extracts in a matter of ten seconds every time I needed them, without the hunter art. 
it was ridiculous. I felt so good about it, and every mount, I got the mount. <laughs> and there was one, like, the last mount. I remember jumping up, and I saw him reloading his switch axe as I was getting the mount. I was like, yes! <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I hate when people feel like they, like, on something so minor like that, they have to, like, micromanage how other people do things. And it's just dumb. Yeah, there's definitely, like, a this mentality. It's like, you have to do it the expected way. Um, that's, that, I, I don't think, I think that's something that a lot of people do. That's like, no, you have to play the most optimal armor and the most optimal weapons. And yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to tell you, you don't. I solo stuff. I don't play optimally. Yeah, I may play Charge Blade, but I'm not a uh, whatever guard point bursting machine. I'm not. I'm not wearing the best of uh, the best armor. I'm never, and I'm not saying that because oh, I'm great. I'm just saying I'm having fun with the game the mm-hmm. way I want to play it. Yeah, um, I think. I think there's definitely a fine line with like how you have to teach people because Monster Hunter is notorious for not having any sort of introduction to really anything, um, like gameplay-wise and strategy-wise. And I think a lot of people go, oh, since no one's teaching these people, um, I'm going to, like, if I found this person that doesn't know what they're doing, I'm just going to go in and I'm going to teach them everything right off the bat so they are ready to play Monster Hunter. Just get it over with and figure it all out for them as fast as possible. And that sometimes can lead to micromanaging what they're going to do and teaching them to do this exact thing, even if you're not trying to interpret it that way, or set right. it up that way, they might interpret it that way, and feel that they have to do this. Um, especially if they're used to um, a lot of games where there is a competitive meta, you know. Um, I mean, there is in Monster Hunter also. Oh yeah, definitely, but like, because it's co-op, I think it's, and it's PvE, I think it's a little bit different. Like, there's less of a yeah. expectation by most... Like, if you're playing alone, there's no expectation by anybody. You're not really getting rewarded for doing any better. You just feel good about it. Yeah, that, well, sometimes it's about hunting times and that kind of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, so one of the things I was going to say is uh, there's a couple users, even even on the uh, the subreddit, that if you were to ask for advice, it's like, this is the way to play X weapon. And um, there have been arguments um, that I, as a moderator, have had to quell because of uh, people saying, this is how you have to play, and getting out of hand by someone chiming in and saying, hey, yeah, that's most optimal, but you can totally play this other way. And they're like, why would you play less optimal? And it's just good. Yeah. they get all heated and stuff. It's it's really weird. Um, so that, that, that uh, I don't want to call it elitism, but the, the, that mentality that, you know, you stick to what's the best, most optimal path is there in Monster Hunter. But... Um, and it's being perpetuated by a lot of people, not just, you know, a particular couple users. Um, but I mean, I'm here to tell you, you can play as long as you're killing the monster and you're pulling your weight. I don't care if you're on a hunt with me. Yeah. Like if you walk in with the, the rusted sword and shield and you're like, let's do this. And then you got, it has like freaking orange sharpness for like miles. I'm like, I don't care as long as you're killing it. 
Like I don't. Yeah, as long as you're actually trying. As long as you're not actively hindering the hunt, it doesn't matter to me. I, you know, sometimes I've like I found those people. Like I, I went with one person who was trying to get. He was trying to farm Eucanlos, and he had all the Eucanlos parts, and then he had some random legs because he couldn't fill the set, and he had tons of defense, but he didn't have any skills. And I was just like. Hey, you know, like you could just use another set if you if it's not complete yet. Like I just offered it. I didn't like say like you should use another set. You're you suck at this game. And he was just like, oh no, this is my best set. And I went, okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. And we went in, and then I immediately disconnected, so it didn't really matter. But I just <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad about that. But that was because I was trying to play. This was the first time I tried to use my 3ds on my laptop's hotspot, which is horrible by the way um but long story short yeah it wasn't much of a story anyway <laughs> it was just funny to uh to see someone who you know has gotten to the end of the game and maybe is just like like that's how, that was their thinking they didn't think about skills as much they were just like this has the most defense it has ice element uh resistance right. You know, they were probably thinking about it much more, you know, uh, stat-wise, whereas I think of things much more mechanically. Um, When I'm making a set and it's got tons of crit and it has focus, I would much rather use that, even though it has the high abuse of feather and will probably give me 500 defense, I'd rather use that than use a 700 defense armor that's only going to give me focus and a few other minor, minor skills. And that's just how I play. Yeah, I, I tend to just build a armor set that has an X elemental resistance and just use that mm. with decent skills. That's interesting. I've never actually thought about that. Well, I mean, it's not that it's a huge deal. Um, um, it's just that it's just how I've always done it. So that's just how I play. Like, it's it's not like the elemental defense is going to matter. Over, the skills definitely matter more. So the, like uh, I've mentioned before that the only time I really got into mixed sets was Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. It was just like a pure like skill set. And that, that had like, gosh, I don't even remember the elemental resistance on it. But like, it was like the only time that I ever just didn't care about elemental resistance. And it, it kind of proved to me that like, I don't really need to care, but it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just how I do it. And I don't, um, I, I haven't, I can't remember what I did in generations when mm-hmm. I, when I played that a lot, I started to get into mixed sets for sure. Um, I was definitely in the later end of the high rank when I was there, but I don't know. I just it didn't feel like it had as much options, so I just sort of picked a set and went with it for the most part. I was trying to make mix sets, but it's just like I wasn't able to get what I wanted out of it. So uh, yeah, that's kind of funny because my mentality when I make mix sets, like when I set up a mix set, as long as it's not like hyper silver or hyper rejang just because I wasn't at that level and still probably am not at that level to do that. Um, I'd go, okay, I can't make that set, but what can I make that's either, like, that's just obtainable. It's not like that I have all the pieces. It's something that's obtainable. And it's kind of a goal for me to have to go and fight all these things to get that armor. That's like my achievement. 
And it's just kind of a drive that I have that kind of helped me keep playing Monster Hunter for the most part. Um, it helped me continue to play Generations for a while, because that was the first time I really made mix sets. Um, and I've been playing since Try. Try, I never knew about skills. I went back, and when I played it again, I did skills onto the... I put them on the Baroth armor, because honestly, the Baroth armor back then was an amazing Gunlance set. Um, or just, in general, a guard set. Um, and it had, like, attack and defense or something in high rank. I don't remember. Um, I used it for something, but I want to say it was in try. Yeah, I think I think it had, like, the attack and defense and all that nice stuff in 3 Ultimate. But I know I used it in try. That was, like, the cool set that I had. Um, and the other... Um... The other sets that I ended up mainly using in For You were the Tetsu Copper Armors, because Tetsu was ridiculously healthy in general. It was just tons and tons, like it added defense, it gave you, like I think, um, I think it gave you like tremor resistance or something. Um, it was just kind of lots of nice things that you wouldn't really notice, but it just gave you a little bit more defense and tons of extra stuff. It was just nice. Um, and, you know, it kept you going real well in low rank, kept you going in high rank, kept you going in G rank, especially when you played solo. It was just, it was just a life, it was focused more on keeping you healthy and survival, whereas I could have been wearing this set that was much more attack focused, but at that time, especially when 4U was a very hard game, I did not feel safe to do that. It wasn't until I really got into G rank where I realized I had to move on, and I got the Seregios armor. But yeah. I, I mean, everybody got the Sorrentios armor. Um, and that that was kind of a turning point where I started to move on from a single kind of focus set that I would just use throughout the rank. Like, just yeah. upgrading it and keeping it together. Generations, I went hard into mix sets. Like, I have so many that I had to start getting rid of them because it was just kind of like... I love using the the um, the armor set section, and I had too many that it was taking up presets, and there were a lot of kind of repeats where there were <laughs> similar ideas that I just didn't notice existed. Like, I think I had... I had a ton of hammer sets. I had a ton mm -hmm. of crit hammer sets that, you know, one of them I made... I had focus and crit draw, and I used on aerial... Um, well, I, I never got to use it, but my theory was that I could use it for striker, is actually what it was. Striker, hammer. Um, I had focus and crit draw, and I was just going to run out, charge really fast, and then do that super pound and crit every time. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. And then I just kind of didn't really have a reason to use it because that's kind of a boring way to play hammer. It's not. Well, oh, it's yeah. not a boring way to play hammer. It's just it's once you get a monster down. It's kind of boring to be like, oh, I'm not doing optimal damage now that I'm just doing a normal combo, and it feels really dissatisfying. And I might actually be doing more damage, actually. I think probably running around for five seconds and then slamming it down, or I guess like three seconds, but right. I don't know. I it was just kind of like, it just, like when I overthought that kind of stuff, it made me feel bad about using it, which is kind of dumb. 
Yeah, I'm personally I I've only ever had maybe two or three sets at most mm-hmm. um, that I've switched between, and it's literally because of elemental resistance or um, environmental resistance. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'll build a heat and cold resistance set. Um, so that's that why I love. Armor's got both, right? Uh, it may. I never looked into that. I think it's the ancient. It's the it's the one you get from the the main hub. I think in generations, like the new set that mm-hmm. they give you. It's got There's... hot, cold, and grinder, which is the one where you yeah, um, yeah prolong your sharpness. Yeah, it's the one that uh, is supposed to mirror that of Glavinus. Oh yeah, it locks your sharpness. That's what it is. Yeah, um, the uh, the Gameth set. It was one that I really enjoyed. Um, and I don't remember everything that I had, but it definitely had uh, cold resistance. Yeah, I had one of the things I really liked about those was the fact that you had hot and cold, um, like hot and cold drinks would up your attack when you use them. Yes. Yeah. Tropic Hunter, Polar Hunter. Yep. I I did love those skills. Yeah. So. I know that when you had Tropic Hunter and you were in a hot zone, it would negate it, but wouldn't it also give you an attack increase? Um, yeah, so it would be it was kind of weird because you'd have to carry the opposite drink um, if you wanted to take advantage of it. Okay. So, um, so if you were in a hot area, you were immune to the heat, right? And you'd have to drink a hot drink to get the bonus. So oh, you were okay. like, you were like, like yeah, I'm I'm red hot. Let's go after it. Like, <laughs> or you know the polar hunter. Like you know, you take uh, a cold uh, drink and it ups your tag. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's how it went. Uh, I as I understand, I did not use that aspect of it, honestly, because um, it was it kind of to me negated the point of not having to bring drinks. And I'm not a person who brings like demon drugs and demon pills and. You know, like I don't, I don't bring uh, attack boosts because I'm not a speedrunner. If I can kill it in the amount of time, it's fine. I, I use as little items as possible. Yeah, um, I usually like I'll bring mite seeds and nullberries, and if I just happen to notice like mite seeds as I scroll through when I it just went to a different area, I'll just pop one. But yeah, usually I don't even think about it. Um, I'm not one of those people that stacks attack boosts either, just because. I don't know. I it's kind of stupid. I'm like I'm too lazy to do that even though I want to kill things faster. Like I'm like, "Oh, it's going to take too long to like micromanage pushing all these different buttons and eating things." Which is <laughs> kind of not true at all. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, you're you're costing yourself uh, a couple seconds to, you know, kill minutes off the kill time. Yep. Yeah. I it's it's just boring, I understand I the benefit. Yeah, it's not It's not something I... I mean, for me, I don't bring traps or anything unless I need to. It's just how I hunt. I just see it as a one-on-one kind of thing when I do it. And sure, I may be able to do better, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's something about, like, just going in with what you have and just dealing with it that just feels much more... I don't know. Like... It just feels much more natural to just go in and try. Like, it just... I feel like a lot of times when I do that, the fight just ends up being a slugfest, but it just... It feels so satisfying at the end. And even through it, I'm just like, man, 
I could see this actually happening, where they're just wailing at each other, and no one's getting anything, and, like, the monster's tired, the guy has, like, no potions, and they're just kind of, like, every once in a while smacking each other. Like, I could totally see that happening, and it just makes it, f like, it, I don't know, it just makes it feel much more accomplished when you win or you lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, back, back to, to the, yeah. back to the, uh, the whole point. You were the one that wanted to talk about character customization before, so what what in uh, what was so what stood out to you so much for Monster Hunter World's character so, customization? As we kind of hit on a little bit like ten minutes ago before we started on this whole thing, um, yeah. I remember talking about how we you know we're so used to so little customization, and you know we don't really need it in the long run because of all those reasons like you have to be wearing a helmet and all that stuff you know you are kind of forced to not see your character and while it might be funny because you can have an afro or something there's not really much to do it just wasn't really worth your time um, mm -hmm. monster Hunter world they've expanded on it a lot um but i also noticed a few things that were just really interesting like they could have i guess the, the most striking thing was you know there's incredible detail, but at the same time, it seems as though it's it's limited. Um, not in a bad way, more in a way that it seemed almost like they didn't want you to be able to make bad-looking people, like they wanted okay. to make yeah, like they wanted to make it so every character you made was fairly attractive in some way. Hmm. Um, and the reason I thought that was because I remember seeing them going through the scrollers where they showed off the scroller. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. And they went to maximums and minimums on, I think, like, his eyebrows or his, like, cheekbones or something. And it was very minimal. It wasn't oh, a lot okay. of change. It was... It all looked normal. Like, it didn't look like he was drooping or something weird. Um, hmm. And when he... Just so went So, unlike through, Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not like Mass Effect. And that's actually a point I want to bring up, exactly, is Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, but I'll get to that. Um, uh, one of the other things that I noticed was just how, um, you know, they, they, oh God, I'm completely zoning out on the side. Oh, like, um, in a lot of games like Dark Souls and Mass Effect, um, they, they just kind of let you do whatever you want. And a lot of people do like that. But I think that just because, you know, from what we've seen of a lot of different Japanese games compared to the American culture, or just the Western culture, they are much more focused on making sure that there are no glitches in their games and that a lot of things work very perfectly. They, mm -hmm. they, they definitely capitalize on that stuff. We have very rare, rarely the gotten a Monster Hunter game that has had issues, like large glitch issues. I think the closest we've gotten to anything like that is when, you know, there's those, um, like, little exploits that we get with gathering, or, you know, money right. proportions to things that you're selling can actually just profit automatically. Um, just little things that you wouldn't notice. Uh, there was the whole thing in For You with Bizarios and how if you knocked him over when you KO'd him at just the right time or something, you could... Um, like mine an invisible node in the air forever. Um, hmm. Yeah, which was oh, that. it was so nice for getting earth crystals. 
like you could get 99. It was so nice. Um, it's too bad that's gone, but, um, yeah, it was just like, those are very minute things, honestly. Like, that was like one thing in For You, was that Bizarro's thing. And then the gathering exploit was one thing in, on one mission in Generations. It's very right. minute. Um, and I think that whole mentality went into how they designed the character creation. I think what they wanted to do was that they they don't want you to make their game look bad by being like, hey, look, I can make the proportions of my character look stupid because of the scrollers, you know? Um, right. They, they don't want you to be able to exploit their game to make it look bad. Um, and I completely respect that. Um, I think a lot of people might be annoyed with that because I think a lot of people love going into Skyrim and just making their character look stupid, which is I mean, there's a fine. whole YouTube channel dedicated to making ugly characters. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. It's a pretty funny show, too. Oh, what is um, it? I can't remember the name of it, honestly. Um, I'll have to I'll have to find it later. But yeah, the the they did a Mass Effect two playthrough or something. I never watched it. Um, I just saw clips from it, like of them making the character and just going to extreme. So when I was talking about Mass Effect, I wasn't talking about Andromeda. I wasn't talking about that that whole lip sync bad animation drama that was okay. going on earlier this year. I was talking about just in in Mass Effect, you can create severely ugly characters. <laughs> Here's Shepard with half his face blown off. Jeez, I mean, really? Literally, that's something you can do. Like, wow. That's, I've that's seen fun. It. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I I, never actually played Mass Effect games. I've just, like, watched a few people play them every once in a while. I'm just aware that they exist. And, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to um, three times. <laughs> um, I can't get into it. I just... I just can't. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I... I only have so much tolerance for third-person shooters. And they have to have enough story that I actually am willing to play them. And I've heard a lot of people don't like Mass Effect because they have an illusion of story, but there's not really anything good that comes out of it. Oh, an illusion of of choice is what you mean, yeah. Yeah, 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 sorry. Um... Yeah, they have the illusion like of being able to control anything when you really don't, and it just kind of like leaves a bad taste in your mouth in the end. Um, and that just... I don't want to go through that if it's not really worth anything, I guess. It's like um, playing through Telltale games, except everything you do when they say, they'll remember that, it doesn't matter, and they won't remember that, and it'll just move on, and it'll be a 50-50 chance at the end of whether you do this or you do this at the end, you know? It's just a flip of the coin, and it's not—it's not empowering when that's kind of the point of the game. Um, but again, back to character creation. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> another thing that I thought was interesting was um, specifically how little they let you change the face. Um, I think they let you change like the cheekbones and the forehead um, as like actual structure. And then, like, the actual head structure of, like, having a broader chin um, or something like that. Just very general shapes that you could use. And I really liked that. Also, or I just, I noticed that that kind of was following that same trend of them trying to 
keep it contained, keep it controlled, and make it look relatively nice. Um, right. Like, they weren't going to let you be like Skyrim, where you could make their head, like, flat. Um, <laughs> which was really interesting. Um, <laughs> it just reminded me of a Land Before Time quote. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Flathead? My name's not Flathead. Oh, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh man, this is such a trip. I haven't went before time. It didn't say how. It doesn't ha- say how you doing, Flathead. It's like I'm gonna something something. He calls him Flathead. He calls Littlefoot Flathead, and Littlefoot's like, "My name's not Flathead. It's Littlefoot." It's when he first meets Petrie. Sorry, it's one of my. It's my favorite kids' movie. <laughs> it's okay. No, it was probably. It was probably my favorite kids movie when I was like four. I don't even remember it though. I remember. Oh, it was before my time too, so don't worry. Okay. It, it came out the year I was born. So. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Well, you're so yep. old now. Nah. Um. <laughs> Not yet. Nope. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a few other things that I noticed about like the changes that they had. Um, I noticed that, I think, I think I saw the car, I think the car was talking about how they added to the skin palette, like the color palette, but I'm pretty sure, I, color palette for skin has always been pretty diverse, I don't, yeah, wasn't it like a beige to brown, like dark brown kind of, like, meter, it wasn't like you clicked different colors, like in, some of the other right. things. I no, it's it. always it's always been pretty robust. I can't I can't remember if the first one had a meter or not. I think it did because there's a lot of meters for different things. But I might be confusing that with Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. Or um Oh yeah, Freedom Unite, I think it was different colors. I think there was specific colors you chose. I have the emulator on my computer, I can find out. I mean, I I could dig out my PSP somewhere over there. (laughs) Ah. If if anyone wants to go figure it out, you can go do it yourself. Just look it up. It's easy. Funny, a a side story. I decided to boot up my PSP eh, a couple of years ago just to see, eh, maybe I can play Freedom Unite or something. Um, I was mid... No, I was mid-hunt. I... I opened up Mid Hunt with a Nargakuga. I was what? like, "Whoa! <laughs> it's been in sleep mode this whole time. <laughs> it's been like four years." <laughs> so you just you so at some point you're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna set this down for a second, and then you just left it." Yeah. And then you just never played it again. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. It um, happened through a move. I know that I started that in the apartment, and then I I'm not in the apartment anymore. So. I think I think I did that with Try actually. Like I, it wasn't sleep mode, but I got onto the Wii and it was like I had skills and stuff on my armor as if I had played it recently enough that I knew what skills were. <laughs> um, and I was like, "This is weird." But um, yeah, the characters I think in Freedom Unite. Long story short. I think they did have a specific color palette. Like there was like six different colors, but I know later after that, even try they had um, like a, the actual scale where you could move it back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. One of the other things I thought was 
kind of weird, actually, was the fact that people's heads could change size so dramatically, especially on the women. Like, one woman's head actually looked half the size of another one, and I don't think they changed the body structure for that, so I'm kind of curious how that ends up looking. So this is in World? They they yeah. did this? Yeah, like, it, 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 it might have been the hair framing her face, but her head okay. seems much smaller. It might have also just been the a size like of the the cheekbones and the chin might have been drawn in more, which made her face so the, smaller. So the framing the face is called the emo meter. Oh, okay. Is that true? No, that was a joke. Because emo people cover their face. Oh my god! With their hair. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a stretch. That was a that was like a that was like a field like. A field long field goal stretch. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> you tried. Um. Oh god, now I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> it was just it was your joke was so disappointing, it just broke my mind. Look what you've done. I have no regrets. <laughs> I didn't think you would. Um. But yeah, uh, another thing that was. Or not another thing, but kind of on that same part of it was just like the fact that we started out with what eight or we had like fourteen, I think, different facial looks for male and female separately. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the hair—that was that was the thing I was thinking of. Yeah, they it was combined about it. Seven styles. Yeah, it's like seven for male and seven for female. There's like fourteen total. They got the pompadour in there, though, so I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay with the fact that they reduced the amount of hairstyles there were. Like, a lot of them are really iconic. Like, I think they got rid of the Goku hair. Or, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's considered Goku. I don't watch Dragon Ball Z. I just kind of... I, I, I use Goku as a filler when I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z stuff, because I know there's a character called Goku, and he's the main guy, I think. You know, I don't like anime. That's that's been said a lot okay. of times. Okay, so but I like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, so okay. you gotta. <laughs> you I have gotta, to step up. Yeah, that's a <laughs> Was that's that, a big one to be missing. Is that is that wrong? Is it not Goku? I mean, I I, I do believe there is a Goku like hairstyle. Yes. I thought you were about to say there's multiple Gokus, and I was going to get even more confused. Oh, no, no, yes, Goku is the main character of Dragon Ball and Dragon okay. Ball Z. Okay. Yes. Do they all have that hair, though? No. Okay. Maybe Gohan does, his son, but... Wait, he has a son? Yeah, he's got two. Huh. Gohan and Goten, I think. Wasn't he, wasn't I he like, a baby in the beginning of the show? Like, Goku? Dragon Ball, yeah. Yeah, he's like... I, I remember, like, I think I randomly watched the first episode. He's got, like, a monkey tail, and, and he was, like, checking out some girl by lifting her skirt with his monkey tail. And I was like, what am I uh, watching? And then I yeah. and then I changed the channel, and I and someone was like, oh, that's that's Dragon Ball. Yep. What? Yeah, Dragon Ball is Goku when he's young. Dragon Ball <laughs> Z is when he's an adult. Sweet. And, and Dragon Ball Z is where mo- most of the fandom comes from. That's... Cause that's got all the epic fights with like Vegeta and Frieza and all those iconic people, Majin Buu, Cell. That's the that's people. the most epic name ever though, Majin Buu. Majin. Have Buu. you got Buu in there? You, you're gonna be wrecking people. I mean, it, it would be drive my in the streets. 
It would drive my daughters nuts. They they love that word. What? You just skipped and it sounded like something really weird about someone's nuts. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, you cut out. You cut out for a split second and it was like, you just, you got nuts. And that's what I heard. No, I said, uh, that that name would drive my girls nuts. Because it's their favorite word is boo. (laughs) Because they're... One and three. <laughs> so there's only like so many things I could be saying anyway. Well, I mean, or like the, the older one talks a lot, but she still plays peekaboo. So. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta get the word in there. Um. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So I was kind of disappointed with the hair, which honestly I feel like they could have capitalized on, especially with, you know, physics and all that, but. As, as long as the... I can have a full beard, um, so I, I want that. That's not been in the game. He I didn't don't think yet. They didn't show it off explicitly in that uh, customization tutorial, but in the interview, Eric said that there was, or not Eric's, but the yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoc- the designers. Zoc- I don't know. He said um, that there was going to be some large beards, but not as big as Eric's. Or, like, there was going to okay. be more beard variety, I think, was the the general use in the translator's description. Um, but that was, that yeah. was, that was like, hey, that's kind of cool, because I know a lot of people are kind of disappointed that usually it's like, you can have scars, or you can have a beard that's just a tiny goatee, and that's about it. Or, like, a little pedo mustache, and I don't think anyone wanted that. I know I didn't yeah. want that. Yeah, I... I, uh, yeah, as long as I have a beard or a goatee, uh, and the slicked back long hair, because that's what I've always used. <laughs> I don't have that in real life, but that's what I've always used. I did when I was in high school. Oh, so gosh. I had, I you, were like, like, you were like the Fonz. Uh, no, it was long hair. So a lot of well, people called me G- Jesus because I had a goatee <laughs> and long hair. That's, that's amazing. But now, it's slicked back. The bangs are slicked back. You, you well, just so. made. You, that's an issue, though, because now I'm going to always picture you because I've never seen you before. It's just I'm just going to picture you as Jesus at all times. Just I'm just talking to Jesus right now. Why? Do, <laughs> that's really weird. Um, <laughs> we just man, we got so Christian up in here. Okay. <laughs> um. Am I gonna have to repent tomorrow at church? <laughs> I, I told someone I was Jesus. I lied. Um, <laughs> I didn't say I was. Well, then I lied. Okay, jeez. <laughs> um. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, uh, the actual emotion stuff that we saw was really cool. They talked about yeah how, and I think this is another thing that they were trying to focus on and make them look nice and good is because. They're actually going to have visual emotions with their facial expressions, like the way they, you know, grimace or they smile a little bit, mm. and instead of that, the dead eyes just, stare yeah. that they have in all the for you intro videos, especially like, when you're fighting against them, like a like Tetsukabra at the beginning of the first, uh, the fourth game, and you're supposed to be freaked out, and it's just your face smirking with the little wheat coming out of his face, going yeah, as he's like running for his life. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I didn't see it much, <laughs> it's though, after that. just a texture just plastered onto a model. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just funny. I mean, again, it wasn't really necessary to have it anyway, so I wasn't that worried, but... Yeah, know. there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, tonal things wrong with those cuts, the intros, even though they were cool. They were just like, it looks weird because that, you know, you have just the way the faces are. They don't react, but your frame, your body language is reacting. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's like, I am the most seasoned hunter, but I'm going to get surprised by every monster I meet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of liked how they did it. Um, oh, I the mean, I did too, but like, the process, you to like, pick at the it beginning. Apart. I think most of the things did sneak up on him, but like later on, and like uh, like Yangaruga and Yankuku, it was more like he just kind of like watches them and he's like, "Oh, look at that thing," and he doesn't really know what to say about it. Whereas when you get farther with like the uh, Monopolos, he sees the thing, it jumps at him, and then he just kind of like dives. Yeah, yeah, he like he kind of like figures out what he needs to do. Not sure how I felt about the Akantor one because he actually blows you away with his um, sonic roar thing that he does, which you mm-hmm. know would probably kill you at that point in the game. But you know, it's fine. Yeah, maybe it might kill you. I don't know. I don't remember it being that bad. But I mean, I then again, I always on your defense threshold. I know I had a really low defense at like all times in that game, though, just because yeah, I, I couldn't upgrade anything because I was just playing solo. I mean, I was too, for the most part. I, I go through all of Village before I go online, though. So, I, I was I was kind of a hybrid of just kind of doing everything in that game. I was very just all over the place. I I, I it, that's probably the game that I have the least armor and weapons in. Um, I have literally three armor, uh, three charms, which is kind of disappointing. And like the best one I have is like. Weakness plus three, two slot. <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of decent. I don't think I ever used it, though. No. Um, but I think that's because I didn't really know weakness uh, Weakness exploit was a good thing back then. Mostly because I didn't watch any speedrunners back then. Um, I mostly just watched people that were funny, like uh, Octane Blue and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't I didn't get the experience of that. I got the experience of watching four people fighting a thing and they just kind of hack at it wherever they are and trying to break all the parts. So I kind of mm-hmm. had that mentality. Which is really fun, honestly, when you just run around and you just smash everything on the monster before it dies. Yeah, um, I mean, that's typically my goal is to break every part. That's mm-hmm. um, one of the, I mean, I've talked about it before. It's one of the reasons why I like Ignactor so much because there's so many parts to break. <laughs> it is so fun. Yeah. I don't know. I think on him, I he's just frustrating for me when I have to try to break things because I end up just breaking his chest and then I just deal with his chest the whole time. I don't try to break his like tail or his back or anything. And then yeah, I definitely tried a, it for the tail. I don't. And the claws and his. Back I used the hammer like all the time in three U and the gun lance, and I think the gun lance was the only one I needed his tail for. Um. So I'm not. Sh- yeah, I think I used the longsword and the gun lance, and I was trying to break his parts because gun lance you could heat up everything again if you use the shells on them. Because mm. I think if oh, you... that's cool. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, fire damage on his hardened sections 
they become melted and then you can attack him, which is really cool. Um, I never thought of the one time <laughs> that gun lances with fire damage integrated into their shelling was ever useful. Never will <laughs> be again because he's probably not coming <laughs> back. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I know. At least and, I got Diablos. Yeah, I'm I'm happy Diablos is coming back. I don't, I'm not honestly. I'm not sure how aesthetically how I feel about how he came out. He seems a little bit too clunky, bulky. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something weird. I don't about have a problem with that. He's he's front armored. Yeah, like I feel like that's what he should have looked like, but it just feels weird because he looks so different to me. You know, and then like. We could go on and on about that whole thing, about how the new monsters look, especially, like, Broth just looks really good in HD. I didn't expect him to look so nice. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I mean, I saw them. Uh, I don't feel like he looked that much different. Um, I don't know. I think... I think just he, the way his... He, he was wider, I would say. Oh, okay. So his, his tail... Was a little bit more flattened and wide, whereas, yeah. like more pronounced, I would say, like the the scale part of it. I always felt mm-hmm. like his tail in earlier games was just sort of like a tail, sort of cylinderish. Like mm-hmm. it didn't didn't have a lot yeah, of definition like to bl- it. It was like a cil- yeah, it was like a cylinder. It wasn't like a cone that went to a point. It was just kind of a block. <laughs> well, I mean, it still had that point, right? It still had that little sort of fin at the end. Um, it's always oh, yeah, had it was that. Like a, it was like a lobster tail kind of thing. It wasn't that pronounced, but yes, but yeah, but it, it had, that, had that it shape had that fan at, the end. Out at the end. Yeah, um, it's a little bit more pronounced in the wideness of it now. I noticed that, okay. um, but and not not much else really changed. The mud sits on them better. Yeah, I think I think it was the just the idea of the stone and mud textures just look so much better in HD that it just made him look nice, you know? Yeah. I think uh, a topic on maybe how monsters are and look would probably be a whole thing unto itself. And probably better served after the game comes out, honestly. Yeah. We could talk about um, how it is to fight them and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and Honestly, when the game comes out, we could totally just go through every single monster that's in that game, just one by one every time, just have a brief discussion about it. Oh, like, yeah. Like no, I think I'd... that could be, like, especially for these one-on-one talks, that would yeah. be really nice. Yeah. It's just one extra thing that we can just discuss. Um, when I originally came up with the idea for this podcast, I was com- I purposely made the idea to replace the weekly discussion threads I used to do on Reddit. Yeah. No, I was thinking um, of that too, to be able to talk about monsters, to be able to talk about weapons, but actually right, having so, a conversation instead of, I hate this monster, I like this monster, I hate this monster, this monster is Right. It. Yeah, so I see after Monster World coming out, us talking a lot about where we're at, what we're doing, and then doing like, today we're going to be talking about Baroth, or we're going to be talking about Switch Axe, or, you know. Or just, yeah, we might be able to fit a weapon and a monster in. Yeah, um, like I think maybe weapons might take a little bit longer just because of the amount of thought you can put into t- discussing, you know, their nerfs and their buffs over time, and you know the culture around those things. Like, I also feel like there that is a discussion best served at the end game too, yeah, because you can talk about the weapon 
through the entirety of the game. Whereas yeah. a monster can live in the start of a game, really. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, they said that there's still ranks, I think. Or rank-like mechanics. It's still gonna, yeah, it's going to be rank-like. Like There is still going to be some division of low rank and high rank. It might be in a different idea, but I think they're still going to have that overall format. Right. Now, I am happy they're merging Village and Online into one thing. You know, I'm actually not. Okay. So... It's less... uh, For me, it's... it's, I would... I felt like... So I do everything in the Village first, and then I go Online, uh and I don't know, the first... Uh, up until high rank, really, and sometimes even through high rank, I'm doing a- absolute repeat quests. Just you know, like if it's a gathering quest, I just have to do more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sucks, especially uh, there's one that you have to do. What is it? Ten uh, herbs. What what is the 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 account item herb in the mountain, Jurassic mountain Frontier? Or, oh, oh, Jurassic Frontier. It's the unique ferns. Yeah, something for that twice. So you have to fill it up to your max, <laughs> turn it in, and then go back out and turn it in online if you're doing it solo. Yeah, and that stuff like that, uh, it just it's bothersome, especially when I've already done that quest in two or three different ways in village. Well, this is this is my feeling about it. I wish that there was a certain amount of the intro of the game, like in For You, that you had to go through before you could go online. You didn't really have to do that in Generations, I don't think. I think you could go straight there and you could just play. Because I Generations think you have to gave do you the one star. Oh, okay. Well, Generations gives you like no focus at all because honestly, it was very it's a little bit lazier, lazierly done than like For You in the form of like just a process that the game goes through and some kind of focus that it gives you. It doesn't really have one. It's just kind of like, here's the new Monster Hunter game, and since you play Monster Hunter, you know what you're doing, go. It's just kind of well, I mean, the races. It was, <laughs> it was meant to be a celebration of Monster Hunter over the past ten years. It was assumed to be a fan game, yeah, I would say. Yeah, but it was one of the most... It was one of the biggest, like, sale sale-wise things in the West that we've had and it wasn't really a good selling point. I think that's point. a, a ramp-up of popularity, really, of the well, series. Well, yeah, for you, not... for you did really, really well in the West compared to what other games had done. I mean, 3U right. three would have done well if the Wii U had sold well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, to me, it was, in my opinion... The, the Wii U should have been selling well regardless. <laughs> not, well, to, not to get into some console wars here, but in, in my opinion, PS4 and Xbox One had absolutely garbage uh, for the first year that they were out. Um, like, yeah. there was not a lot to... They were all basically bought on hype. Mm-hmm. And the first year, the Wii U had a solid good four titles. Mm-hmm. That were like these are must buy. So you had Monster Hunter, you had Pikmin. Um, oh yeah. I would argue that Zombie U would be in that that category. Yeah, I've heard a lot uh, of people talk about that game, but just because the Wii U wasn't that big, it just didn't really do well. 
Right. And there was a lot of really great games on it. And then like, it just wasn't selling. So whatever. But yeah, I think, I think it probably would have done better if it wasn't on the Wii U. But the thing is like, that was the thing is monster hunter was on Nintendo at that point. It is, it was that way with try and it was going to be, you know, they brought it to the 3ds at that point. And then uh, it was just, it's just where it was at that time. So it didn't, it didn't even like, I didn't buy a Wii U for monster hunter. Um, but I was certainly happy to have it. Um, and three U is probably not, it's not my most played monster hunter. I would say that's probably freedom unite. Um, but it was a it was pretty up there, um, and that's one that's the one that's so I, I mentioned I solo hunt a lot, but I do go back and hunt with uh, friends. I sort of go go back. They don't hunt near as often, so I'm always going back and helping them. So that's when I try out other weapons. Is you know like great sword or bow or that kind of stuff. And when you're not playing just, a depth charge blade over and over. Right. Um, well, I mean, in Generations, I think my best friend played one hunt <laughs> with me. Like, uh, my brother played maybe two hunts with me. Whereas for you, um, we played all the way through low rank together, I would say. Um, so, but it's, I mean, he's also slower than me. So I soloed everything and then went back to hunt with him. So it's always, it's always, that's when I say I'm a soul hunter. I have played with other people, but it's like, I've already passed that point because they don't play as often. Um, but maybe for world that'll change. Maybe I don't expect it to, but maybe. Um, so I, back to customization. I don't think there's really a lot much more to say on that. Well, there was there's kind of a thing, I don't know if this is technically customization, but do you think it'll be possible to um completely remake all of the main characters that we see in that game? Like do you think they'll be have, have been made in the editor like some games do? I don't think so. It's not very common. Um, and I don't know why, cause that makes sense that it would be like, you think they would create the assets that way, but sometimes they just don't make games that way. They don't, they don't use the system that they give the character to make characters. They just design them. Um, from what I've seen, it looks like you probably, there's a likely chance that you could, but I, I don't know. I don't know until we get in there. Um, I'm sure with the just crazy amount of customization that they've shown off with all the sliders and that kind of stuff, I'm sure you can get at least pretty close for a lot of people. But I don't know. Maybe because they have less hairstyles. Okay. Next question I had was, how do you feel about the looks of the handler? Because I think she looks really weird and I can't put my finger on it. I think she's fine. I think she looks um, generic on purpose. Well, she's supposed to look so, um, uh, let me, let me think how to put this portable third, um, very Japanese themed, mm -hmm. very, 
uh, even all the characters seem to uh, to look very Japanese in, yeah. in their aesthetics and that kind of thing. Well, that game um, is beautiful, so I, like I'm fine with however it looks, honestly. Oh no, it is. I'm not it's so uh, colorful. I'm not trying it's to say. So well, what I'm trying to say with that is that yeah, you know, they had the target audience of Japan. It didn't look like they really were trying to bring that outside of Japan. Oh, okay. Um, that was. Or that was just the theme they're going for. Like, no, we're just gonna do a straight up. Let's just do our culture, and that's that's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, then they sort of started to diversify, and if you notice in Generations, it has that sort of Swedish thing. Yeah, that, definitely that Alpine. Uh, upper European. Yeah. Um, so they always have these sort of themes going on, um, but you can tell. I think with her, she's just pretty much a generic like many cultural smushed together girl um, and that kind of looks weird um i think because of that i don't think she looks like any sort of specific so what region. i thought was that she looks very american but their movement and expression her movement and expression is very um anime-esque like the her gestures and stuff and i think that makes i think that's what helps give that diversity to me that's what i saw um things that i didn't like about her like that i want that i was going to point out was i like she seems like her eyes are very like puffy and straight like it, it makes her look like she's like inevitably like or not inevitably um just like always tired I don't know. I don't know why I think that. She just seems like she has very dark eyes. It's very weird to me. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I haven't really looked at her too hard, but I didn't well, see I, that. I honestly. don't really. <laughs> that sounds weird. I didn't look at her too hard, but like that's just something that jumped out at me when I saw her face. I was just like, huh. She just looks really happy, but her facial features don't express like they don't reflect that i don't know she seems all energetic but she shouldn't be she's falling into the uncanny valley for you i still don't know what that means in uncanny valley is when you have let's say a robot or like a video game character and you up you up the realism you up 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 it looks better and better and better and then you're still going up in the realism scale of things it just drops to likability the likability just drops to the floor yeah. eventually it's like it's like when you watch um, something on in hd for the first time and you see all the people's acne in your or like just like all their pores on their face and you're like Ugh, this isn't something that's fun to watch <laughs> no that's this is entirely different this is like a robotics thing it's oh, like okay. the more realistic that you make something the better it looks until you hit a certain point and then it drops in likability. It just does. That's that's just something that happens in robotics, uh, computer graphics, that kind of thing. Anything looks more and more real, and specifically with humans. Um, like monsters, they can look whatever. Like There's not really an uncanny valley too much for monsters. There is for robots and that kind of thing. Um, think of... You ever, a lot of people cite Polar Express that movie, the yes. Tom Hanks one. Oh my god, it looks I so hate weird to people. Look. Yep. Yeah, so it, that's the that hits the uncanny valley where it's because realist- they're very scary looking. They're not. Yeah, 
like nice. They're like. realistic enough that it's like it's this isn't quite right. Something mm-hmm. in you is like basically your your brain is telling you this doesn't feel right. Yeah. So um I think I think the problem with it was that their actual like visual was very very good but when they moved it was still janky like it would be because of the animation style of the time that they were like when they're supposed to be happy they were kind of like flailing Mm -hmm. and it looked really creepy because of their facial expressions because even though it looked right it was like their mouths would open a little bit too wide and it just looked wrong it was creepy and then there was the ghost dude and me as a nine-year-old just hated that so that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, like, that's an actual thing. It, it's a it's a documented thing. <laughs> Uncanny oh, well, Valley. So she's know. probably falling in there for you. It doesn't for me, but... Yeah, well, I guess she's a little uncanny for my valley then. Yep. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to, since it's just you and I, just sort of tell, like, a fun story that we've had or, you know, just some sort of... Uh, story that we like to tell in monster hunter um for me um i'm kind of gonna focus on a newer story and i'll say newer relatively we're talking like third generation um (laughs) so so me uh yeah but it's not it's it's basically tied to my friends that, that that i mentioned that do play once in a while okay um so uh, I have my friends, and I'll just I'll just say their first names because it's just not like not like anyone's gonna know them. But uh, Brian and Austin, mm-hmm. and I've mentioned Austin uh, in a previous podcast where I don't like hunting with him because he takes forever between quests, <laughs> and he's not very good. And like he's he's a great friend, he's just not very good at Monster Hunter. But I do like his enthusiasm. Okay. That said, we, the the story I want to talk about is not really about someone being inept or anything like that. Um, it was the first time that both Brian and Austin saw Devil Joe. Oh, that's So awesome. they had n- never been in high rank in any of the Monster Hunter games. I think Try it was actually their first Monster Hunter game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember. I could be... I'm pretty sure that this wasn't actually in Try. I think it was in 3U. Um, because they played try and I don't think they ever broke out a high rank or broke out, broke out a low rank. Uh, I'm sorry. So they never got to high rank. So they never saw devil Joe. Um, so I think we were playing three ultimate and we were on a career Pekka quest, of course. Um, and I was there and I was scumming it as in, I was using a great sword and I don't use great sword. Mm-hmm. So I've just had a lower level one. So I'm helping fight the Kuripeku and I'm bouncing off his flints and everything. And I'm like, I'm not really frustrated. I'm just like, okay, you know, this is sort of running through the motions until like, you know, until we get them caught up basically. And then, um, <laughs> um, Peko does his roar and his devil drove. And I immediately recognize it. I'm like, that wasn't Rathian. Hmm. Um, we were on voice chat. So it was the weird thing. Cause, uh, there was voice chat on the 3U. Um, it was done through the gamepad. But for years, uh, we did this in Try. We would actually 
start up our PlayStation 3s, hook hook up through the party chat in PlayStation 3, and just let that sit and switch the TV over to the Wii or the Wii U, <laughs> and just chat through PlayStation 3 while it wasn't being displayed. Um, so I think that's what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nintendo and, like, voice chat just have never gone together. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's not until recently they're trying, and the Splatoon app is not very good. I just I, I've use... heard, I've heard the whole thing's kind of a, a crapshoot. Yeah, especially the uh, fact that you need like a, a, an arrow thing, and then it's connected to a phone, and it's connected to your computer pad. You don't, it's you don't have else. to do that. You can just put your phone on speaker. Oh. Okay, <laughs> well, I, that's the diagram that I saw, and I was like, it that's, just makes no sense. That's to me. how if you want to play game audio through the phone what why would you want to do that though because people want to hear the game audio on their headset my friend brian's like that he wants to hear the game on his headset wait so you couldn't just have a headset connected to your ipad like you can just put some earbuds in Mm-hmm. wow okay that's cool I yeah guess. yeah it's it's super complicated to get a more niche thing in there, but it's more complicated than it needs to be still. Thanks, you know what Nintendo. I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. that. So we were just voice chatting and uh, while we were hunting, and Curry Pecco does the Devil Joe roar, and Austin was like, what was that? I never heard that roar before. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh no. I said, oh no on chat. And then my friend Brian, he's like, Austin, what are you talking about? It was it was a Rathian. You've heard it several times. And I'm like, no, that was not Rathian. That was Devil Joe. And he's like, what's Devil Joe? And I'm just thinking, like, how do you not know Devil, Devil Joe? Like, we've played. And I thought about it for, like, a second. And I was still thinking. I was still trying to process it. Mm-hmm. And then you know how Devil Joe just pops out of the ground in yeah. some areas. Um, so we were in the cave um in the, the lower section and oh wait are you talking um, about in the desert island yeah we were in deserted island okay you were and in we're seven, in the cave i think yeah i don't remember the number um but basically uh it's the it's the cave that is not the center one but the one that goes right up below to the nest. yeah right below the nest yep um so devil joe pops out of the ground and knocks austin in the air um <laughs> Just, he happened to be standing where Devil Joe came in. Um, and it was it was a giant one, too. Like, we're talking, like, this was probably a gold crown one, just based on the randomness mm-hmm. of this game. It was just absolutely huge. It wasn't a world eater, but it was big. Um, and <laughs> the, the screaming between those two guys was so high-pitched and girly, um, that the, the, the screaming went robotic. They, they, they like yeah. broke, broke the sound, uh, they went too high and levels. it like cut off. It didn't cut off. It just went robotic for a second, uh, especially for Austin. Cause Austin actually got hit <laughs> and they were like, what is that run? And they just dropped and ran. It was so funny. I mean, like, I can't. I can't. I couldn't stop awesome. laughing so much that I just carded. Devil Joe just killed me because I was just. I dropped my controller. I was just bawling, laughing. <laughs> I was just like, no way. Like, not only 
did they have never seen Devil Joe before, despite playing Try. And I just didn't remember that they, you know, they never got that far. Um, but also, he happened to pop up exactly under Austin, and they're just like the. And then their reaction and just them just like being like, "Nope, peace out, I'm out." Like they just ran out of the, mm-hmm. the zone, and it was. Did they get to see so it when it got funny. angry? Um, like pulsing red. No, I don't think they did. I don't uh, think they saw it when it was that angry. Been awesome. Uh, eventually they did get uh even g rank um in that game but barely into it they were into mm-hmm. the first stars of g rank so did they ever see savage no i don't think so gosh dang it that would have been awesome that's like um i remember i know i quote things about octane blues videos a lot but he was like my main youtube material i had back when i barely got into monster hunter mm-hmm. but first time that they ever fought Savage Devil Joe was there was some event quest I guess where they had to fight um, a Crimson Kuropeko that would mm-hmm. roar for the Savage in the flooded forest and so they would go and they'd wait in the area and then that day would spawn in and then after I think like five minutes it would pop up right so they're hanging out and one of the guys I think his name's Omega but he was counting down and he said, Happy New Year at the time. He's like, three, two, one, Happy New Year. And then the thing mm-hmm. launches up below him and knocks him into the air. It was so perfectly uh, that's, timed. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that ends mine. So what okay. what's, a, what's a story you want to share? Well, I have a lot of solo things that I've done. That's fine. So I, I, it's kind of hard to think of something that was like hysterical or funny, but... Oh, ones that have just have really funny. hit me is like yeah. just good fights. Um, I have to say that um, fighting Legiacris or Legiacruz or Lagiacruz or Legia, whatever. However you're trying you, however too hard. You, just, <laughs> just say how, say it however you want to say it, man. Legiacruz. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like it, it's fine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was the first time I fought him in generations. Uh-huh. Um, and it was the first time that I saw all these new attacks. I never would have watched someone playing um, cross and fighting him before. Um, okay. So seeing him with Ivory Legia Cruz's attacks was completely overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I had gone in there with a gun lance, and there was something so satisfying about like ninety percent of Laggy's attacks not needing guard up. Like that, I could defend against. That I just felt so solid fighting the thing, um, because he was hitting me with all these giant attacks, and I was just being safe. I would turtle when I have to, and then I'd move out. And I was probably—I think I was using. Yeah, this was the time where I always used aerial gun lance, which, by the way, is okay. a great style. Um, but okay. it was it was really interesting because it was a lot of just back and forth where I would. You know, get him out, and I'd just destroy him with full bursts on his chest, and then he would hit me down a few times, and it was just a slugfest back and forth. And that was kind of what I was saying before, was that kind of stuff, for me, just feels so good. It just feels awesome. Um, Yeah, those epic fights. Yeah, where it just goes on forever, but it just feels good. Um, Mm -hmm. And... By the way, Gog was not that for me. Wrath of... uh, 
Your oh. Wrath of Gog. Gog yeah. Mazius was not that for me. Oh like, yeah, Gog, Gog is... I like. I didn't hate the Gog fight. I didn't enjoy it by myself, but when I actually did it mm-hmm. with other people and actually finished it, it was far more enjoyable. Yeah, that's how I feel. When I like, I did it by myself, but that was like after tons and tons of work of working out how to do it. And then afterwards, I was like, I'm never trying to do this again. And I really want all of his stuff because it looks cool. So mm-hmm. I worked with other people to try to get it, and that's when I noticed that it really wasn't all that bad when you worked with other people. Um, yeah, and I just realized how smooth it went when you were with other people. Yeah, I tried maybe twenty times to kill him on my own, like he was a wall, <laughs> and then I just I just broke down and went online. Yeah. Um, so sadly, the only monster I, I've yet to solo. Ooh, I think th- I've never soloed a Latrion, which is kind of disappointing. Mm. Um, it's not that fun. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, with Laggy, I remember this was still when I was in that mindset of breaking everything. Yeah. And I broke his legs, I broke his chest, which I think you always end up breaking just because it's the easiest spot to hit on him. Um, yeah, it's pretty I broke common his too. Head, I think I cut off his tail, and I hadn't gotten his back. And yeah, it's always. The I hardest. remember he had limped to um, the area at the bottom, uh, at uh, I guess like the shore where he sleeps. Mm-hmm. And I, I did the. This is when I loved using the um, the gunlance move where you would fly forward and slam down. And I yeah, and I flew at him, except for some reason it freaked out, and I like went upwards, and then I did a big giant slam onto his back and I didn't break it but I landed on his back and I immediately mounted him okay. and then I um, I was on that mount and when I was finally like I got him and I threw I was thrown off the little little cat that I had with me and this was after I think like a 30 minute fight just goes up and whacks at him and he died he was completely like he was kickable after the mount I was so angry because it was like it felt so good, and then my little cat just goes, eh, and just <sighs> so disappointing after this entire whole thing that I was going through. <laughs> oh, those cat kills! Oh yeah, especially when it's like um, they're like the boomerang type, and then they randomly just go in and decide to do a melee attack, and that's what ends up killing it. Or like Cha Cha and Kayamba doing the uh, the cannon thing where they fire each other. Oh my yeah. god. They can kill an Arzuros in one hit if it's sleeping. Or in, in 3U, I think. Jeez. Yeah, there was... Uh, I think Team Darkseid made a video about it. There's like German speedrunners or something. Yes. Yeah, it was really funny. They also um, shadow boxed Arzuros to death. With one person, just walking around doing the little... Psh, psh, and then moving and going... Psh, psh, and moving and going... Psh, psh, over and over and over again until it was dead. Which was amazing. I think it has yeah, like that, literally like that is some dedication. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it might have been less actually. Now that I think about it. No, no, I'm curious. Insane. Thank you, hunters, for joining us for the Hunters Hub episode two. See you next quest. Don't forget to farm that honey.
Thank you for joining us today, hunters. You can catch our latest episodes on SoundCloud, and everything else you can catch on Reddit, Google Drive Download, and YouTube.